This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello there, folks, and thank you for listening to the show. I'm Joanna. I'm Nate, and we are Stranger Than, a podcast discussing unsolved mysteries, weird occurrences, misunderstood phenomena, and creepy happenings. Today, we're going to be talking about the curse of the 18th Dynasty Pharaoh, Tutankhamun, commonly known as King Tut. Isn't it like dynasty? I am not British, so it is a dynasty. Are you British? I'm not British, but I like it when people say dynasty. That's that's fair. That's fair. So did you know much about King Tut before all of this? Well, yeah, one of my favorite books that was like on my parents' bookshelf, like that I would, you know, get that I could reach and get from a child, you know, from the time I was a child was someone that was written about King Tut and it had all these beautiful, like full color pages of all the treasure that they found. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. And then even today, it's like, it's crazy that, because they made so many, like, mummies and treasure, Egyptian treasure movies, you think that they would have found that, like, all the time. But, like, that is actually the one, one of the only ones that they actually found actual massive amounts of treasure in. Yeah, it's what launched modern Egyptology. Mm Mm-hmm. It was, everyone thought that there was nothing left in the Valley of the Kings until they found, well, except for... A bunch of tombs that had already been robbed, basically, like thousands of years before. I think there's like 62 tombs in the Valley of the Kings. Yeah, there's quite a bit, and they were ready to just give up. Everyone except for one person. And he managed to get someone else involved to give the money. And that man was Howard Carter. Howard Carter. He believed that there was something out there, and he was fucking right. He was he was right as fuck. It took him a little while to find it, but he was he was pretty right. And it was kind of like lucky too because his financer, um, uh, Lord Carnarvon, 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 and his his actual name is George Herbert, and he was the fifth Earl of Carnarvon. And there are many other names in between the George and the Herbert. He's got a hell of a name. Yeah, there's like six of them, and. I'm sorry, you'll just have to like Google that if you want to get a full listing. It's it's a mouthful of a name. <laughs> it is. Lord Carnarvon had financed Howard Carter, and he was like done with it. He was just felt like he was losing money, and Carter just begged and begged him to give him like one more season like of digging, and he did. And so he was very clear that this was this is your last shot, Mister Carter. According to his ancestors or no his uh descendants descendants (laughs) Uh, according to his descendants he was a pretty adventurous dude this lord carnarvon so he was pretty into the whole egypt thing yeah for sure i'm sure he wanted to stay there for another you know be involved with it for another season himself he was well i mean he was like a lord and they got to like do stuff like that you know they would just winter out in egypt and well i guess he was 
sort of a badass too. He was like racing a car or driving fast in a car and got in a car accident and hurt his lungs. And oh, so right. the doctors so, were like, well, just fucking go to Egypt in right. the winter. It's got the dry, dry air. It's good mm-hmm. for your lungs, which I guess they did pretty frequently back then. If you had the money and you had any ailment, they're like, fuck it. Go to Cairo. Off to Egypt you go. Maybe India some too because, you know, that was a big Although British I think colony in, was India. I think India is probably a bit more humid. Probably. Although there are many different climates in India, so there could well be a very arid one and a desert-like. But I wonder if maybe there were just wasn't a modern enough city there for these rich dudes to go hang out at, like Cairo. Right, like Cairo is pretty... Pretty, pretty big, big city, city. Yeah. yeah. Still is. Still is. Still is. There's city. a shitload of people there. And that would be, you know, that's what you got to be when you were like a freaking earl and stuff and you didn't have to have an actual job. Right, right. You know, oh, like, oh, what am I going to do, you know, to pass the time since I just have a bunch of like fucking inherited wealth? Besides change clothes three mm-hmm. or four times a day. Yeah, and, and have dinner. Have dinner. <gasps> Lots of dinners. Oh my God. Did you see, did you see that Lord... Carnarvon's house, his castle, is fucking Downton Abbey. Is it the same one? It is the same <laughs> one. Really? Because I was watching the fucking documentary, and it showed like a an outside shot of his castle. It's called like Highclere Castle. And, and that's I was like, the fucking one that they filmed it at. Yeah, and Jesus. I was like, that is fucking Downton Abbey. And then it showed an inside shot. I was like, oh my god. You know, I think I do remember reading something about them saying that there was some Egyptian thingies in Downton Abbey. Yeah, because they shoot because it in his fucking castle. They shoot it in his fucking house. was there, yeah. Yeah. That's... Yeah, I believe it was like Shirley MacLaine like, said she felt some weird vibes about it, you know, when she was doing her part as a... Probably a pretty old building, too. Oh, yeah. Been around for a while. Been around for a good long while, I imagine. But, yeah, no, it's fucking Downton Abbey. I was like, wait, I thought the Earl of Grantham lived here. Like, wait a second. <laughs> he will punch you right in the fucking eye. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Well, let's actually step back a few thousand years and talk a little bit about Tutankhamun himself. He was a pharaoh at nine. That's a young age. It's pretty young. His dad died kind of freakishly. Uh, his, his dad... As I'm sure people did a lot. His dad and his mother were brother and sister. And didn't he marry his fucking sister? Come on, Joanna. Oh. It was only his half-sister. Oh, <laughs> but man. But they had the same daddy. So, Gross. yeah. Yeah. And he was married to her at a very... Like, they were brought up together knowing that, hey, you guys are going to make babies. Gross. Yeah, yeah. They did a whole lot of inbreeding back in the day. Oh, yeah. Because they thought it, like, would strengthen they the just, family line by, like, marrying brother and sister yeah. and stuff. And it's just like, oh, no, that's so like, that's not... that's not what you're supposed what, to do, man. Yeah, that's not what you're supposed to do, like, at all. Now, his father, who was Akhenaten... Try saying that at all. Akhenaten? Yeah, Akhenaten. That was his father. He mm-hmm. adopted some new, like almost monotheistic religion. Right, and he that worshipped kind of a god off. who was supposedly the god of gods, and people were sort of pissed about it. Right, because he like kind of um, invalidated all the ones that they currently right, worship, right. and was like, no, people were not hip to that. Yeah, so he randomly dies, and Tutankhamun, whose name was different at the time, to re to reflect the other gods. He changed back to the original religion they were, and then also changed his name to Tutankhamun. It was already Tutankhamun something or other, but it was a different 
suffix, I guess. You know, and it's so like, he adopted the one of the sun god or whatever the fuck it was. So that's why his name is Tutankhamun. You go from looking at stuff like the deep British history, like when we did with the Little Princes, where it's right. like everyone has the same goddamn five names. Right. And then this, it's like, okay, everyone has like some different name and it's super hard to freaking pronounce. And Lots it's like eight syllables. And yeah. It's craziness. It is craziness. It is craziness. But yeah, he was nine. He was nine when he became Pharaoh when he died when he was like 18 or 19. So he only, only reigned for nine years. There are, at first they thought he was just minor and someone killed him. Maybe recently they found some fucked up thing with his foot. And yeah. So, and I think his wife, also had like a deformed foot oh maybe i didn't yeah, see she anything had about her wife super deformed feet i wonder why that was it couldn't have been the inbreeding right right no way i'm sure no that way. had like absolutely nothing to do with it absolutely nothing to do with it at because all because inbreeding doesn't cause hideous physical defects not at all at all uh, nowadays they think he was sort of a warrior pharaoh at first until the foot problem made it so he could barely walk that's why they found a shitload of walking sticks in his tomb oh all so pharaohs, those were for him to like take to the afterworld it's like well i'm right. gonna need like my 50 walk. walking sticks apparently he liked to roll on chariots quite a bit and they found a break above his knee and they think that maybe it was got like into an like accident. a chariot accident and broke his fucking leg a and chariot got... accident was like an actual cause of death back in the day right and got blood it was probably when septic got infected oh well, yeah uh, he Gross. also 2010 dna analysis showed he had fucking malaria not just malaria but Hardcore the malaria. worst possible malaria that a human can get so it was probably those two things that killed him he probably killed him pretty quick that's yeah so that's why he died at such a young age yes yes and he had the markings they're thinking now that he was going to be a strong pharaoh but unfortunately just didn't get the chance i believe right. his military advisor or something because took if over you had an accident him. or you got some disease that was pretty much the end of you and since he had no living children they did find two tiny yeah the, the, oh my gosh yeah fetuses where mm -hmm. they had actually took out they'd done the mummification process just like the old people but with the fetuses and Right, and one was like a stillborn baby girl, and then one was like, like a fetus, like a five month right, fetus. Right, right, and the like stillborn female. baby girl, they proved they could get the DNA out of mm -hmm. that one. So yeah, they and knew so it that was, was his daughter, Common's daughter, but the other one was just not. It was too degraded, or there was not enough of it, or whatever, for them to figure out who the hell it was. Yeah. But likely, if it was with everybody else, it was probably a also a, something that died and was flushed out of the mother or something. I don't know how that. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly it didn't <laughs> work the way it should have. Right, Probably right. because, again, of the inbreeding, no you way. know. No way. No inbreeding doesn't do that, Like Joanna. what? Miscarriages and stillborns? It makes the bloodline mm. stronger. Yeah. It's like, how long did it take for them to actually, like, figure this out, I wonder? I don't know, because they were inbreeding for a long time. For a time. long time. Ew. And I wonder if other cultures inbred as much as European and African, New North African cultures did. I wonder if way I back in know. the day, like in, in like in, China and in stuff, China or in or... in the Americas, because there was all kinds of civilizations in the, in the Americas. Well, in the Americas, like 
you know, America is like super young, like as a country compared to. No, no, I mean original inhabitants. Oh, you mean like the original inhabitants? Right. I thought you meant like, those that came from like. No, no, no. The original the inhabitants. Europe not inbreeders. Not like the, the taking their inbreeding over to America. Yeah, no, none of that. I don't know. I don't I know don't, about like the native. I, I the doubt there's Americans. a lot of people that do since. Well, that you know, sort of decimated all we're getting way history. off topic here. But, uh, the but, Comanches, I, I'm reading this great book about the Comanches, and they would actually take hostages um, from other tribes as well as like white settlers because they had a, fer- a huge fertility issue. So they were constantly oh, right. kind of like mixing it up a little bit because um, it just wasn't working out. Like they had pretty sad birth rates and stuff. So. Okay. So they they actually had the idea to step outside the tribe a little bit, like no, that was probably way down the line. But if they know it, then I don't know if that was like eighteen hundreds. But then I I was I was thinking like you know the old South, you married your cousin like all the time. Yeah, that was pretty normal for a long time to like marry your own. And that was in like the seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, not probably nineteen hundreds, but eighteen hundreds. Definitely in the 1800s. Maybe a bit in the 1900s. Maybe. At, maybe Early. at that point it started dwindling a little right, bit. Right, People so, are like, you know, guys, we just found this guy in Egypt. So, I mean, two in common, like so long ago, but that kind of stuff, like that's, I mean, we're talking about 100, 200 years ago. That's still going on. That was going on. Yeah. To an extent, maybe not brother to sister. But, right, right. But yeah, marrying your first cousin was like not even anything anyone batted an eyelash at in like the 1800s. Well, that is and over in Europe too. Oh, I yeah, mean, even yeah. later than I think even later than the 1800s. Like in Downton Abbey, wasn't it the? I think lady, there was a cousin was, that maybe wasn't was, Lady Mary. She married that guy, and they called him cousin something or or no, his mother they called cousin something or other, right? Maybe, but I they can't were probably. Remember. But it was pretty close. Yeah, like ew. At any rate. Student common, pretty inbred, you know, didn't have any living children, also probably due to inbreeding. Inbreeding's bad, folks. Inbreeding is bad. Don't, don't forget, don't yeah. inbreed. <laughs> it's your Stranger Than PSA of the day. Right. So, okay, so, so he's Howard dead, Carter, and they bury him, they and, bury and him. fucking Howard Carter digs him up. Basically pouring over this area acre by acre for over about 15 years. Yeah, and like I said... Lord Carnarvon was like, okay, Carter, like, this is it. This is your last shot, bud. I am not financing this another fucking year after this. So on day three of, like, the last, I guess they have a, probably they have to do it when it's, like, not summer. Probably. Because it's so goddamn hot. I would imagine that's the case. be out in the desert, like, digging. Maybe there's sandstorms or something. Probably. So whatever the start of the digging season was on day three, that's when they uncover the stairs. Which was November 4th, 1922. Very exciting day. So Carter sends a letter off to Lord Carnarvon. And Lord Carnarvon and his daughter hustle their asses to Cairo. Yeah, his daughter was uh, Evelyn Herbert. I like the name Evelyn. I do like the, I like the name Evelyn, too. She seems like kind of a badass, too. Yeah, she's like 21. Just like, oh, yeah, like off we go to Egypt to dig up this shit with her brand new bob haircut yes and she's all you know being kind of a little bit rebellious probably probably your dad was like oh what the fuck I'm like oh god let's just get to fucking egypt before and... anyone sees you Mm-hmm. yes so on november 29th 1922 is when they all 
get to the, they get into the tomb and they find that it's fucking intact. Mm-hmm. Although it had been broken into. It had been broken into. But it was like a long time a ago. Twice, I think. A long time ago. It yeah, was, so clearly it had been dealt with. Maybe they got caught because... There was five... Ended up being about 5,000 5, yeah. perfectly preserved artifacts. His 5,000 things. That's sweet. That is sweet. So clearly there was a couple of attempts to break into the tomb, but they were thwarted in some way many, many years ago. And yeah. Thousands. So. 11-26-22, I think, is when they actually... That's when they found the mm-hmm. interior or the first chamber, and then they find right, the interior. They, right, you're right. It was in November twenty. November twenty ninth is when they found the interior chamber. Mm-hmm. But that eleven twenty six is when they actually like break, you know, like the first door. I think. So I think I think the interior cha- chamber was the one that was intact, and the two break-ins happened into the, just like the whatever they did, the antechamber mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because it was Carter himself that busted a hole in the entire interior wall. Okay. He throws a candle in there. Doesn't throw a candle in there, but he lights a candle and holds it in there. I guess trying to find noxious fumes. Right. Super well, if there's scientific. no oxygen or something, the Super candle scientific. will die because it needs the oxygen to keep the flames up. Well, they could. They weren't it's allowed. It's kind of like you know, back in the day when you mined. He had a just canary. He did yeah, have yeah, a canary. Actually. He did have a canary, and actually, the canary was about fucking the, eaten by a at cobra. At this moment, the cobra had just broken in and chomped the canary. Right, right when they are breaking into the tomb, a cobra is chomping Lord Carnarvon's canary. I thought it was uh, Car- Carter's canary. You know, I read two different accounts: one that said it was Carter's, one that said it was Lord Carnarvon's. Huh. So, I mean, either Someone's... way, I think Lord Carnarvon probably paid for that canary. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> That's I, w- I would I would say he definitely so, paid for it indirectly or yes, directly. Yes. So yes, and a cobra is supposed to be representative of the pharaohs. Yes, they wear it on their hat. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's weird thing like number. You can say that's weird thing number one. That's yeah, the first that's, death. That actually because they sent a messenger. What happened was Carter needed something from his house or needed to get a message to someone at his house. So he sent a guy mm-hmm. and the guy is the one who, as he gets close to the house, he hears what sounded like a human, like a slight human cry. And then he sees the snake in the cage with the canary in the mouth. And so the way he apparently believes it is that Carter was breaking into the Pharaoh's house and here's the Pharaoh breaking into his house. Hmm. So this is actually what probably starts the idea of a curse in this particular Right. Tomb. Although I, I'd have to say, like, it seems like that's the the messenger guy's way of kind of like bending his narrative to like kind of fit that. Could be. Could be. Definitely. Just because I think you know that yeah, curses can exist, but just the idea that like the, you hear the weird the human scream and it's right happening at the exact same moment. As if they can know if it's the exact same. Right. I mean, mean, they didn't even have fucking cell phones. I mean, maybe you had your pocket watch, but maybe it wasn't wound. Who even really could figure out what the fuck time it was back then anyway, like accurately? Right. That was something where they're telling it later. And like, yeah, I think a lot of that did happen, but it was like, oh, that must have happened at the exact time. Right, right. Just I arrived back at your house and that's when I saw the canary in the fucking cobra's mouth. And then other people also were really vocal about this thing. Uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, 
he mm-hmm. suggested that uh, there's elementals that were in there and they were supposed to be guarding Tut's, uh, Tutankhamun's body. And Which then, almost is a little bit true that you come to find out A little bit, later. yeah. Yeah. And the, the media just ate this shit up. And apparently the media in the 1920s was basically just like the Weekly World News is today. It's not entirely based on facts, facts as they appear in reality. Oh, man, imagine that, like, sensationalizing things to sell newspapers. How weird is that? <laughs> there was another woman named um, Marie Corelli. She was a novelist and a mystic. She was had been associated with the ancient mystical order Rose Crucis, Crucis which is the Rose, Rose Cross. Okay. Rose Cross. Some sort of magical Christian order. Hmm. I read a little bit about it, and it just was magic-y but still jesus-y magic-y jesus-y yeah yeah Uh, she writes this letter to the new new york world magazine Mm -hmm. quoting some obscure text that states dire punishment for anyone who intrudes into a sealed tomb well i mean there is actually like hieroglyphs like right on the thing i think one of them says like i will kill all who cross this threshold was the first one that I had heard was on there. They Did you see the documentary with the, the guy from, like, Penn State or something? Well, there was the there's the clay the tablet professor. that they allegedly found inside that never surfaced. Mm-hmm. And they said that there was no warnings. I saw multiple sources where it said there were no warnings. No, there's a guy who... There were ones who... On, on the tombs, they would have more, like, things to help the soul go to the next world or whatever. And maybe some things damning people to be the gods will fuck them up if they do anything, but no. Well, I think there are some pretty dire warnings that this one translator from, I think he was the University of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania State University, Penn State, I don't know. I'm not from the East Coast, so I'm fucking horribly unfamiliar. But anyways, he was translating um, some of these, you know, hieroglyphs that were found outside of the tombs and I think other tombs as well but a lot of times I think it was mostly um to ward off grave robbers because they were a thing ever since they started burying pharaohs exactly I mean that's what you know I mean they were so lucky and it was so crazy that they even found all that stuff with Tutankhamun because Basically, all the other tombs that they had found had already been looted. Pillaged to fuck, yeah. So, uh, you know, even though they had curses on the outside, I guess um, it didn't work very well. No. (laughs) But maybe that's why they kind of went to such lengths, like, and put these, like, kind of dire curses on the outside, because they thought maybe that would keep grave robbers from getting their stuff, but it still didn't because they people are fucking they, they greedy themselves <laughs> like wow i'm i wouldn't go in if this was written here so. like ooh, like maybe i'm gonna think twice about doing that but again the media the media at the time would eat this shit up right and marie corelli that letter had enough weight that mussolini you know like that Mussolini. Yes. Oh yeah. He like had, he returned. He had a mummy that some that he had gotten as a gift or yeah. something weird like that. And he this he was concerned enough that he got the mummy out of there. Just fuck it. Get rid of this fucking thing. Right. Yeah. No. It was. It it freaked people out like a lot. And then uh, what was the what was the dude that 
his friend, uh, Carter's friend, who, who gave oh. him like the mummified hand. Yeah. So Sir Bruce Ingram visits Carter and Carter gives him because Carter did not believe in the curses. He was like, this is fucking bullshit, whatever. Right. And so he gives his homie here a mummy hand paperweight and it's got this inscribed scarab bracelet and it says on the bracelet cursed be he who moves my body to him shall come fire water and pestilence so that's a nice thing to give you a friend well ingram goes home yeah that's actually kind of not nice but you know he he didn't he didn't give any credence to british humor i mean you know monty python he's like oh you know hey buddy here's this cursed mummy hand so he Sure, and keep it in your house and shit. He goes home, and his fucking house burns down shortly after he gets home. So then he rebuilds his house. That's not funny. And it gets destroyed by a flood. I don't know if he got sick after that or not, or if he just sent the hand back and said, Carter, eat a dick. Yeah. Fuck you, dude. And Carter, he was there for a long time. He was there for a long time. Nothing really bad happened to him. Right. Like, of all the people that maybe should have gotten you know the he who broke in mm-hmm. and was the first one to touch the, the mummy and have all of that yeah no he didn't note one occurrence and it was at one point the after being there for like 35 years he spotted jackals and he'd never seen jackals in his whole time there and they were the same jackals as anubis who right was the guardian the of the dead creepy fucking jackals like that's really weird so it was the only time he ever and this, saw well him. this was like 35 years that he'd been in egypt total though, right because right. he died like 16 years after they yes yes it wasn't 35 years after the tomb but in mm-hmm. all of the 35 years he'd spent there he'd never seen him so even before when he was looking which is for actually tomb, kind of lengthy for, there for one of the people that had um that had been there when it was uncovered and also like when they unwrapped his uh, sarcophagus and then and got um, Tutankhamun out, like I guess a lot of those, you know, those uh, the oils that they use for the mummification and stuff, it right. it, it, it kind of glued the mummy, it glued King Tut to his sarcophagus, which Gross. was like five. There was like nesting sarcophaguses or sarcophagi. 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 But there's like I don't know there's like four or five of them within. Was it like those Russian dolls? Yeah, it's yeah. like the Russian dolls. <laughs> That's what I thought when I was watching it. But they yeah they finally get to that one that have that in the that there's that beautiful gold death mask right with the that, blue on it. Mm-hmm, that thing, that, is, the, that, thing yeah. that you think of when you think of like treasure like Egyptian right. treasure. Yeah, that thing was. And they were just when when they started dragging shit out, they were just dragging it all out, just into the dirt, out into mm-hmm. just outside, just picking it up and lifting it out. And yep. All tons of shit. Tons of shit. Tons but of yeah, you lift shit. that mask off, and then apparently there is a certain number of amulets that you were buried and were wrapped in the linens when they mummified you. And Carter knew about this, and he's like, "Okay, I want to get to the loot that's like actually on the mummy, like right. within the the folds of the linens." And since it was all gluey and stuck everywhere, he like basically hacked him apart to yeah. get to some of this stuff. Like he they hacked his legs off and dismembered him. Yeah, and yeah, took its head off, hacked both of his legs and arms off, and just kind of took it, the damn thing apart. It's all to get. It's really, it's really. <laughs> it's fucked up. you know by today's archaeological it standards, never like happen. no, like a, you would get prosecuted for that kind of thing. Probably, you, would probably you definitely get, wouldn't be welcome back on the dig. That's no, for sure. No, no. <laughs> you know? 
I'm sure. Probably going to lose all your grant money and yeah. what have you. It's fucked up. Yeah, but it was but just like, oh, let's just take his head off. Then. And yeah, it was, it was back in the day, you know, a lot more. And he did actually get in trouble. The, the Egyptian taken. government kind of fucked with him afterwards. Oh, yeah. Because he, he had to beg to even come back. And mm-hmm. then he, was, he had to sign away all of his rights to anything there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because uh, he just went a little bit nuts, I guess. Yeah, and yeah he, he kind of lost his shit. He's like, just, this is fucking mine. I'm like, no, man. Like, no. It's not yours. We are letting you work here. Mm-hmm. This is like our country and like our stuff. Like, yep. you don't get to come here, Mr. British Colonial. And Nice mustache, by the way. Yeah, and, and <laughs> decide that you're going to have all our stuff. Like, this is still our stuff, our culture, our history. Yeah. There's a little bit of conflict there. A little bit. But, you know, yeah, he lived 16 years and spent a good portion of it cataloging. Chilling. Uh, to Uncommon's 5,000 beautiful things. And uh, so, yeah. But Lord Carnarvon, however. He was he, he was not so lucky. He was not so lucky. He was like the first to go. Was poor freaking lord canarvin got, got a mosquito bite on his face mm-hmm. and then shaved nicked it shaving and now they're shaving with a fucking straight razor right so he basically has a sharp dagger that he's drawing across his face and just nicks it but and it gets fucking blood poisoning great medical stuff back then like there was soap mm-hmm. but there's still no like antibiotics right and so i mean disinfectants i mean i guess you could pour booze on it but you don't even really think about that sort of thing so when he usually gets once by the time it's like you're you're that sick it's you know the pouring some alcohol isn't gonna do any good to it no you got to do it right off the bat and it's got to be potent mm-hmm. so he dies four months and a week later he dies on april i thought it was 5th. like oh is it four months okay yeah he died april 5th 1923 and all the lights in Cairo went out at that moment. Which I've heard is actually not all that uncommon exactly. even to today. Right. Like, it just it just kind of happens. So maybe that was coincidence. And then somehow, simultaneously, his fucking back in dog England, died. his dog wakes up, howls, his and dies. His little fox terrier. What was, oh, what was the dog's name? Oh, I can't I, remember. I have it somewhere. Oh, Susie. That's right, Susie. His little fox terrier, Susie, died right at the same time back in London. Now, they also say that two years after this, when Carter sees Tut's face again, he sees a scar in the same place that Lord Carnarvon had the mosquito right, bite. Right, le- they, there was a lesion right where Lord Carnarvon's mosquito but bite I was. But I saw Tutankhamun's face, and it's a pretty, pretty haggard. It, it is pretty haggard, like but it probably l- looked better when they first unwrapped it. Probably. Because it was probably a lot more preserved well it was still preserved it was right. it was in a hermetically sealed environment mm-hmm. it was and then they go hacking it apart and right. ripping its head off it's like funny how it's got all these fucked up marks in it now and the, yeah, and it gets air exposure and um it gets resealed but probably just not as well so i remember watching when they did open it back up to do like a ct scan oh on and him. they like pulled his head off and set it aside yeah and, and yeah. but it was just like oh this is in pretty bad shape it's like well yeah shocking mm-hmm. shocking it's only you like think? three thousand years old but i think more probably was done as far as making it uh decay that probably all started when it was initially opened up oh definitely definitely so it probably even 
even now it would have been much better preserved than uh, if it, they hadn't fucked with it at all. If they'd never cracked that shit open until they had technology to do so without mm-hmm. fucking everything up, it would probably be in pristine condition. But, you know, what are you going to do? They were, arche- so, they were I archaeologists. Mean, well, yeah. I mean, they, they want to learn. Humans need to learn. They weren't doing it to be malicious. They were doing no, it because they, that's how they thought they had to do it. Exactly. Exactly. But we can just kind of maybe, we'll just kind of take Howard Carter's word for it. That, right, right. That there was a lesion on his face, even though you probably can't. Probably put it there. But hey, <laughs> whatever. You wouldn't be able to see it now because it's all fucked up and decayed, but. So the next guy that died, George J. Gould. He was an American railroad guy and financier. Visited the tomb around March. Carter gave him a private tour. He had a bunch of money, so I'm sure Carter wanted to get oh, some yeah. out of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like, hey, I will pay anything to get into this tomb here and get in on this action. Right, right. And, and Carter's and just, just saying, like, okay, yeah, uh, show me some fucking that's green. Right. Nice mustache. Uh, he died on May 16th, 1923, of pneumonia. Now, I saw some sources say he died within 24 hours of leaving the tomb. But I actually read the na- newspaper announcement for when he died mm-hmm. on New York Times or one of the it was the actual newspaper thing that was in their archives. And it, it said that he had been battling a, the disease over the winter and had died of it. So I don't think 24 hours is accurate. Mm-hmm. But that would have made him so maybe around March is when he went there is kind of what I'm thinking. Okay. Maybe he was a bit sick already and went to this tomb and got sicker because it did say in the newspaper article that they thought he was getting better but then took a turn for a wor- the worse. They never said he was in Egypt, but they only said he died in Rome or something. Hmm. And maybe it was a different guy that died in Rome, but they said he died. Right. Of... Pneumonia. Yeah, pneumonia. Pneumonia. We also have a Prince Ali Kamel Fami Bey. That's probably horribly butchered. He was working for Carter in some fashion or working with Carter somehow, or maybe he was just another financier that Carter was trying to get in there. But Well, I mean, he's a prince, so there's that. There's that. I don't know if he's the prince or a prince. I mean, he's not like a European prince. Yeah, like, but... Definitely could be like a. Well, yeah, I mean, he was a prince in some capacity, right? And his fucking wife shot him, right? He they argued a lot apparently, but she shot him in the back several times, and she was acquitted, probably because of racism, and it's kind of hard to say. She said he abused her, but he was described in trial as a monster of eastern depravity and decadence. So, so basically, they just made people so uncomfortable with a bunch of allegations of fucked up, like, sex shit, baby, probably, that they just acquitted her. Right, right. I'm guessing that's how it's going to be. Like, everyone's just kind of shifting uncomfortably in their seats and like, oh, like, we don't talk about this kind of stuff. She went to trial in Britain. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. so they were just, like, oh, yeah. they were probably like, whatever, it was just that. They made a bunch of sexual innuendos as to his depravity. And everyone was just like, okay, okay, just stop talking about this. Get her out of here. Grooming She's their mustaches. Yeah, just like, okay, we can't hear any Harumping. of this. Yeah. That, I mean, 
you remember how in Downton Abbey when the doctor would say anything about like childbirth or something. Right. And Lord Grantham was just like, oh, Jesus, like, can we not? We won't have this discussion. Yeah. Can we here. not have discuss any aspect of the human body and it giving birth in any way, shape or form? So I don't even know how she got pregnant in the first place. Exactly. Exactly. So I feel like it was very much the trial was probably very much like that. Like she had a pretty good lawyer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and he alluded to a lot a, of like sexual depravity she had a badass and it lawyer. made people really uncomfortable. So she got acquitted. And it was probably pretty easy because he was a foreigner and it was the 1800s and it was a less enlightened time. So, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Shot him in the back several times. Jesus. Fuck it. That doesn't really scream self-defense to me. No. No, not so much. <laughs> no. All right. So next up is, I think, is it Lord Carnarvon's half-brother? Colonel, the Honorable Aubrey Herbert, MP. And this guy, like, he wasn't even there, I don't think. I think he was, he's just the half-brother of Lord Carnarvon. I don't think he was even right. there. And he was actually kind of a badass, too. He was in British intelligence, he, he was offered the Albanian throne twice. Wow. Because he kept helping them in gain independence. Jeez. And turned it down both times. Well, does that say something about Albania? He's just like, no. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I prefer to think he was just a fucking badass. Right. And just he's like, some awesome no, you know, I'm just here to, army to do my duty. And I'm, right? you know. Just a fucking badass. Now, he went either nearly blind or blind Mm -hmm. later on. So he had a procedure done to take care of, to restore his eyesight. Which included pulling all his fucking teeth. Oh my God. All of his goddamn teeth. Oh, I hate anything to do with fucking teeth. It's just, mm. And can you imagine having them pulled? It's all like 1923 dentistry. Oh, but I feel like they probably got you really fucked up. Nevertheless, what did they hold I mean, you they, down and grab they, a pair of pliers and yank your fucking teeth basically, out? Basically, yeah, and they put they yeah. probably put they put cocaine all over oh, your Oh, do they? Oh, yeah, that wouldn't be so bad, but right? still you're going to feel it, you're going to hear it. Oh, fuck that. Maybe you got to smoke a little opium and they gave you some laudanum and they put coke all over your gums to They just get you fucking higher than shit. They pour just a get bunch you of higher than your shit. Throat. And then freaking oh but still yeah hopefully you're so fucked up you can't remember it oh man but then surprise surprise he gets blood poisoning yeah shocker shocker yeah that is a shocker would have never expected it from like rotten teeth being pulled out of your head i can't even with pliers when you're just on all the drugs yes i mean when i have to go to the dentist just to get like a cavity filled it's like no i need like the maximum legal limit of nitrous just to get through it right like, I have to be, like, high as fuck to, like, even deal with getting a cavity filled. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I don't have dental insurance. So I don't, you know, mm-hmm. can't really go to the dentist very often. God, I just I just can't even imagine. Like, you're almost blind. You get all your fucking teeth pulled, and then you get some infection. In- like, that Sick just had to be... Fuck. That just had to be a bad way to go. Because how are you going to eat? Um, That was the worst. You know, when I had my wisdom teeth pulled, I have had three babies, okay? I would hands down right this second if they were like, you need to have your wisdom teeth pulled all over again or you can give birth again. You're having another baby. I'm fucking having another baby. You're upgrading to brood status? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would like hands down give birth over having my wisdom teeth pulled any day. Because, you know, giving birth, I mean, 
maybe it's more intensely painful, but you can fucking eat afterwards. Right, right. It's like after you push the damn thing out, you're just like, oh, okay, like now I want a fucking hamburger, okay? Give hamburger me some, and a slice of cake. Yeah, like give me some fucking food going here. They won't let you eat while you're having it. You only get like ice chips the entire time. Fortunately, I had quick labor and deliveries and I didn't have to go like fucking 40 hours out eating. Is it because they don't want you to puke? Yeah. They want to try to minimize the shit situation too, maybe, so they want anything in their processing. Right, but, uh, you know, I don't think they even, like, care about the shit. Oh, they're just... They're fucking ready for that. They're, ra- they're just... You know, there's no getting around the shit. There's There usually isn't. There usually isn't. But it's more the vomiting, I right. think. They don't, they don't want you puking anything up. No, especially if they have to medicate you. Right, right. So... Anyways, yeah, but, you can, but you can eat afterwards. I mean, wisdom teeth, okay, awfulness, and you can't even fucking eat, and it's just hideous, and you just feel sicker than shit, and you're supposed to take all this medication so you don't feel all this pain, but you can't fucking, like, eat with it. Not properly, right? Right, and it's just awful, and it took, like, a year to, like, fully heal for me. Oh, for me, it wasn't that long. Oh, no, it took forever. It was, like, a year, a year before I didn't have, like, big pits in my gums, and... Oh, it was just hideous. It was so bad. I mean, childbirth, like, yeah, again, you know, it's like a fucking train wreck down there, but you're going to, it's going to get better. And they'll clean you up. They'll clean you up. And then, I mean, it's still like a fucking train wreck oh, for right. a while. After, like, right. Yeah. But everything like, sucks back up in. But yeah, eventually, yeah, everything itself, all, yeah. like, yeah, writes itself. You know, it doesn't take more than like a month and a half before you're just like. But you're not eating with it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, you know, you just, yeah. you're just all, you're just all fixed up real nice and quick. Right, right. Not like wisdom teeth like that was fucking horrible so yeah but he went all his teeth and he died september 26 1923 poor dude like that had to suck now there was the radiologist Mm -hmm. i didn't even know they could do x-rays oh yeah back then that was really interesting to me i i had to like check a couple of different sources on the radio because i was like are you sure like Seriously, this guy took some x-rays? and It was probably very dangerous, and probably a lot of people got cancer from it still. Probably. But... I would imagine so. Like, there's probably, like, super high levels of lead and... The first two people to figure radiation. it out just died not very long after they figured the whole thing out. Their teeth probably all fell out, too. Uh, maybe. It's like... I, if they no, it's like enough. those girls, like, the ones that made the, the fluorescent dials on the watches, and they worked with the radium. Oh, Great. Okay, and they used it. They had the little tiny paintbrushes, and it was like little factory girls. They had little tiny paintbrushes, and, and they, they used would to lick they would lick right them to, to make them a nice sharp, sharp right. point full of radium. And I mean, yeah, that would be one thing. All their teeth would start like falling out of their head, and they would have other just hideous radiation side effects from that. So yeah, I imagine maybe shit. maybe that's what happened to the first x-ray it was just a mysterious illness that this radiologist died from they didn't they just didn't know what it was he died of an illness yeah that's what my notes say unknown illness and he january had, 15th 1924 now he'd x-rayed the mummy only two months previous so hmm. could have been something like that he died gen- yeah like you just said january 15th 1924 uh, got sir lee stack who's the governor general of sudan i believe sudan is the country directly south of egypt is it just i south think of it's egypt? that one right there he was I know one of it's the, just in Africa, and it sucks there. It was one of the colonies of Britain, if I read correctly. Britain had so, a lot of colonies and a lot yeah, of Yeah, they had a hell of an empire. Yeah, they sure did. And, you know, the Dutch the in the, in Congo. Right. That was some crazy shit, some crazy fucked up shit. Oh, my God. The governor general is just a colonial administrator. Mm-hmm. So he's not, like, above the king or anything. Uh, he was it's one fancy of the, sounding, that's for sure. It's fancy as fuck. 
Uh, he was one of the earliest visitors to the tomb, mm-hmm. and he was assassinated in Cairo traffic in November 19th, 1924. Interesting. He sort of shot up, I guess, some students or something came out on the street, and he was stuck, and they just shot out his car with pistols until we got him. They're I guess the driver like, just took you. off. So that you was... You fucking suck. I'm not sure why they went after him, but they did. They could probably just tell that. I mean, he was like, you know, an English something or other, you know? They could probably tell, like, he probably had some kind of power, maybe. Well, he was the head of Sudan, mm-hmm. as far as... Right, and maybe he had some, like, haters thinking, you know, like, hey, we don't fucking like your British imperialism. That could have been the case. Could well have been the case. So... But he got shot up. Nevertheless. Got shot up. There was also Arthur C. Mace, who co-wrote the first book about their whole finding of Tutankhamun's tomb. Right. And he, he was... helped excavate the site. Died of arsenic poisoning. Was it arsenic poisoning? Yeah. See, I, I just saw his name and that it was April 6, 1928. I couldn't find anything. I looked a little bit into it. I had a couple different sites, and I found that it was arsenic poisoning. Now, arsenic is fucking common. It's common as fuck back in those days. You actually were given it medicinally, I believe, for some it was, certain I believe aliens. I read it was in water and just and it a was lot everywhere. of shit. So it you was everywhere. You used it to kill things. You used it to treat things. It, you know. So it probably wasn't overly odd to die of arsenic poisoning. Right. You used it to kill other people or to poison yourself. I mean. Right. Arsenic. Was, you just used the fuck out of arsenic. Didn't we say this, you know, like 20s? It was it was the time yeah. for poison. Yeah, twenties. Twenties is poison time. If you yeah. want your twenty, you want your poison. You get it in the twenties. Exactly. Otherwise, get the fuck out. Oh, you know, in between that though, I did find one that was kind of weird. So, nineteen twenty six, this guy, Aaron Ember, he was not there. He was a friend. He was an Egyptologist and a friend of all these people, and he died in a house fire. His fucking house burned yeah, down. Yeah. And he could have escaped the fire, but he tried trying to rescue his book. I believe his he, wife told him to go back for the fucking book. Did his wife tell I him? I believe she said, go get the book. Uh, yeah, I know he died trying to save the book that he was re- re- that he was writing, and it was titled The Egyptian Book of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's fucking creepy. But it killed everyone in the fucking house. His wife... He had what they called his infirm six-year-old, so some physically challenged oh, six-year-old. Oh, Jesus. And his wife told him to get the fucking book? And it burned the fucking maid. And the he fuck? he actually got it. They got him out of the house, but he died later from his burns at the hospital. Oh, my God. Uh, he, was in, he was actually worked for Johns Hopkins University. That's insane. And his, he had three children that just happened to be elsewhere that night. Except for the six-year-old infirmed one? Right. Oh. He was that one. I don't know if it was a boy or a girl, but it was burned to death that's regardless awful and i'm sorry it's like you don't try and you don't try to rescue the fucking book you try to rescue like the infirmed child from what i gathered he was him and his wife and the maid were going for it and his wife was like no you get the book the other two were going for but no we don't, there's no dividing of things unless there's like other children fire codes in the early 1900s weren't that's the only time it's like you go here and i'll go there is because like one kid's over here and one kid's over there you don't know and if it's just the one kid it's like either one person goes or everyone goes there's no like oh let's do that and then try and save this fucking thing like i understand it's hard without a google cloud <laughs> right but jesus christ <laughs> 
Yeah, well, that's what happened with that with him. So that's very upsetting to me. That's uh, as a parent. I can, I'm, I can tell. I'm very upset a, as a parent. He's got okay? a cool name though, Aaron Ember, and I think it's crazy that he died in a fire and his name is Ember. That is really crazy, but you know that's kind of like one of my things. It's one of my things I perseverate about when I have like terrible anxiety. Oh, is the fire situation? That's kind of half the reason my daughter's still sleeping in the bed with me is because. Their room is too far away, and the house, I feel like, has all sorts of, like, fire uh, issues where it can happen, and their room is, like, unescapable in a death trap. And so... And so, yeah. I see. So, my kids, like, burning to death in a fire is, like, a huge... So, that's low on your list of things that you want to happen. Yes. And that's one of the things that I, I think about when I have anxiety. Like my son, I like awake and just fucking tripping. right. And I'm like trying to look up different like things that they can use that to maybe get out of the window better. And that's when my just son will remind Amazon. me like you've been doing this for like two hours, mom. Like you know you're kind of acting like a crazy person a little bit. Let me go put out the candle and I'll go to bed and you go to bed mm-hmm. too. Yeah, no, no. I just I just perseverate about fire a little bit and um. So yeah, that just ups- that upsets me that, that, that they, he had a, a six-year-old infirmed kid, and that was not the priority. It was for two out of the three adults. Well, it was for all the adults, but well, I guess not so much for the mother because she told. I mean, she told him like, "Aaron, go get your book." Yeah, I'd be like, "Aaron, help me get the fucking kid." Well, that's what he was doing. But she was the pragmatic one, apparently. Oh, We've God. got the kid. You get the book so that we can I wouldn't continue to raise that. all these like, children uh, and build a new house because this no, fucking thing just burned down. You know, no. It's like, how about I just go with you and make sure nothing goes wrong in retrieving the right. disabled kid? Because clearly it did. It, clearly it did. Clearly it went wrong it for everybody in that fucking house. Every every single person in that yes, fucking house yes. no fucking one, died. No one came out of that one okay. No one was spared. No. So the one, the, another one that, that was... Lord Carnarvon's other half-brother. So he was the guy who was offered the Albanian throne. It was his full brother. I thought the other guy was his half-brother. No. Oh, so it was the, the half-brother's full brother, you mean. Exactly. So he had two half-brothers, exactly. and exactly. but they were rela- they were full brothers to each other. Exactly. Mervyn. Mervyn. The Honorable Mervyn Merv. Herbert. He was a first-class cricket player, which means major leagues. So Fucking cricket is such a stupid game. I'm sorry. I read the rules to it Mm -hmm. and it's very confusing there's three i believe there's three things called the wicket Mm -hmm. and games can last for hours oh yeah and it's just one team goes and then the next team goes and whoever's got the most points wins it's it makes no damn sense it's 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 weird and it's just something that like rich lords play killing time because you know inherited wealth well he died Apparently, he served in the Cairo embassy, and he died in May 26, 1929, of what they called malarial pneumonia. So I guess that's when you get malaria. And, and then, then your then fucking you lungs pneum- start then, working. You get, like, a secondary pneumonia infection pneumonia. from it. And then you fucking die because Which is it's the 1920s. Odd. I mean, I just didn't know pneumonia was associated with malaria. I thought ma- I malaria think- was just mostly, like, a fever thing. Like, you just get a bone shattering fever i think he got both he had malaria and then he also got pneumonia he developed pneumonia and they're like let's just put the two together yeah it was malarial pneumonia right yeah that makes sense because i think that was the first time i'd ever even heard that term if you get the flu and you have malaria it would be called malarial influenza right right yeah so so there you go there you go 
but next up is what Lord Carnarvon's personal secretary. You know, it's funny because on this Richard one, Russell. I found sometimes it was Carter's personal secretary, and sometimes it was Lord Carnarvon's personal secretary. Hmm. But yes, Captain the Honorable Richard Bethel. I love all their titles. I know. Captain the Honorable. And he was just smothered. They think he was smothered. Yeah, it was died of some sort of weird circumstances. Suspected smothering. Suspected smothering. Got a prostitute. Things went wrong. <laughs> got smothered. Right. That's I mean, why I there's know. like nothing about it because I'm sure it would it had some sort of untoward element to it. Or he was maybe I mean, he was getting his David Carradine on. Maybe, maybe. Maybe he was. So maybe it was not so much smothering, but strangulation. Sitting there listening to NXS and just choke stroking. Right? It seemed like that maybe maybe was the case. That, that's kind of what it, it spoke to me a little bit. But then his father commits suicide. Oh, my God. That jumps is out so of his sad. seventh floor apartment. Uh, he did leave a suicide note. The apartment had all kinds of artifacts from it. I also read that he jumped off the roof of it. Mm-hmm. I heard it was his seventh. The, he, his apartment was on the seventh floor. Regardless of whether he, he jumped, jumped off of a roof or the seven, uh, an apartment on the seventh floor, he, he jumped out of seven floors. Right. So splat, splat. And he lo- he left a suicide note. It said, "I really cannot stand any more horrors and hardly see what good I am going to do here. So I'm making my exit." Oh, that's sad. And that and, was February twentieth, nineteen thirty. And then the. The little boy, did you read about the the little boy? There's a little boy who was trampled by the horses that were pulling his hearse to no the shit. cemetery. Yes. Yes. So his son dies under mysterious smothering circumstances. He jump dude jumps off the building. That's the big thing, you know. I've talked about the jumping thing. Right? I mean, that's 1930. He jumps knew off the, the building, was... and then when they are taking his fucking coffin to the goddamn cemetery to bury him. They run over an eight-year-old boy playing in the street or some something. Some street waif. Yeah, some little London street waif, you know. Probably had just, one of those hats on. Yeah, and little shorts and, oh. Wanted sixpence for stuff from governors, mm-hmm. right? Instead, he just gets trampled by the horses. They're probably big black, like, Clydesdales or something pulling the herd. Well, mm. maybe you shouldn't play in the streets. Well, you know... That's what you say to kids over and over again. Fuck if they, they fucking listen to you. And they but, don't you know. learn until they get trampled by horses. Yep. It's and then they'll never do it again. Until someone gets run over by the goddamn horse and carriage. Now, they've got Howard Carter down on this list. I mean, he died of a lymphoma in 1939. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the guy probably smoked like a goddamn racehorse. And he was like six. Was he like 65 or 69 something like that. or something? So he like, wasn't, he was, for the time, he was pretty old. He was pretty old. And he was hanging out with the dude who was x-ray and shit, so, you know. He was hanging out in the tomb, like, for a huge amount of his, the later part of his life there. And people, unfortunately, get cancer all the fucking time. So, mm-hmm. I don't really, th- it's, it's kind of weird. I feel like it's a stretch to put it's a the, stretch. the Pharaoh's curse was upon that, him. 16 years after he opened that motherfucker? Yeah. Yeah. And having constant exposure to it. I mean, the other ones are kind of weird where it's like, oh, they went in there once and then they fucking died. He was there like day after day after day. Right, For right. years. So I think the fact that he uh, lived to be in his late 60s and lived to survive for 16 years. That's a stretch, I think. To I think it is a stretch. Some of these are, are a stretch. 
We've got some other guy named, I think it's Wolf. I don't know. It's, it's Wolf spelled with two O's. Right. Joel. And he was some, he was a British guy, but he was a South African diamond guy, uh, millionaire. Mm-hmm. He had visited the tomb and he had been shot and killed uh, back in 1923, November 13th. There was the guy, the archaeologist, who, who was one of the first to enter the tomb after Carter. Hugh Evelyn White. He's the one who hung himself, huh? Right. He hanged 19, himself in 19, 1923. Mid, I thought it was 24. 23 or 24 at any rate. But he wrote, "What it was, I have succumbed to a curse which forces me to disappear. In his own blood, allegedly. I'm not sure if it was his own blood. That's what I read. Well, I read it too. I'm just saying like that's the part where I feel like that's a little bit of a stretch. Right. Would he cut himself, write it in his blood, and then hang himself? Like I understood if maybe he stabbed himself to death and then when he was yeah, dying, or he, he slit wrote his wrist and then wrote it in blood. But it's like, mm. but I usually believe... if you're gonna hang yourself, it's probably because you don't want to like cut yourself. Right. Right. That's just my thought. Maybe. Maybe. There was a let's see here. Or if you're gonna cut yourself deep enough to be able to write a whole. Fu- I mean, that's kind of a long note to write in blood. Well, they did have those. The quill style pens. I mean, yeah, they like the little inkwell, but, but still, like so you know, I, if that's I don't know kind how of much, a lot of blood you have to cut. You have to I don't cut know. yourself a lot. To I have no idea how much ink that takes to write. I've never, I've never written one with one of those things. Neither have I. Or, blood, or written or blood, in whatever. my own blood either. But no, I, feel I haven't like, written a lot of my own blood either. I feel like, and you know how they wrote back in those days. Legibly. You know, legibly, but like all cursive, yeah. flourishy cursive. Yeah. That's how they, yeah. So I feel like that would take a lot of ink or a lot of blood. I have no idea. And so I've if you're never... going to cut yourself that much to produce that much amount of blood to write this flourishy uh, suicide note, I just think, you know, you would just maybe. go all the way and just. But maybe it doesn't, maybe those pens are more, don't take as much ink as we think. Possibly. So maybe, I have no, I, I just have no experience. I've got some experience in calligraphy. It's not the but same. But that was when I was in high school. Right. I did calligraphy in high school then. too. I still have some of my work up on my wall wow, in my room. Yeah. Because I, I was really good at it. Yeah. But um, I feel like it took more, it took, you had to dip that thing and get it I, like. I barely remember. Really. And those like are dripping also different. wet. Those well, are different. It is different I mean, than a quill pen, but I'm just saying, it's not like a fucking ballpoint pen. Right. Like, that is, like, a ink efficient. Right, right. Like, you could fill a little thing up with blood in a ballpoint pen, and it probably lasts. And it wouldn't be that much blood. Yeah, you wouldn't need that much. Although, it would, you know, get hard and stuff. Like, so you could, finger but nevertheless, stick. Right. I have no idea. You would only need, like, a few drops, but... I, I, I don't know how, how it worked with that particular pen in there. But he wrote it. He at least left a note, so that was He nice left a note. I believe the note part. I'm just saying, like, I'm just not 100% sold on the fact that it was written in his own blood. Right. And then he hung himself. Like, it that's, had to have that's been just someone kind of, else's like, weird. <laughs> there was a... There was a he, yeah, there Clearly. Was, <laughs> it's a dead hooker in the closet they didn't talk about. He used her blood. Why does it have to be a hooker every time? It could just be, like, a fucking maid or something, you know? Well, you know... Okay, fine, a maid. He killed a maid. Yes, let's make it a maid, all right? A maid hooker. <laughs> so George Benedite, he worked at a, the Louvre. The Louvre. It's the Louvre. <laughs> the Louvre. It's in Paris. It's like at the most fa- It has the Mona Lisa. That's fantastic. Okay, it's the Louvre. Okay, all right. It's the Louvre. All right, but he worked there. I don't read a lot of French. What do you want from me? Uh, he died in 1926, shortly after visiting the tomb. Okay. A mysterious. Just died. I couldn't really figure out anything else. I googled his name and 
not a whole hell of a lot. In 1970 is what I like to call Tut Goes on Tour. The Tut World Tour. The Tut World Tour. And that started in 1970. And Zeppelin opened for him, right? Yes, that's totally right. Zeppelin opened for them. At the Louvre? (laughs) Now you're just trying to anger me, I think. (laughs) So the director of antiquities at the Egyptian Museum had a meeting over discussing Tut Goes on Tour. And he actually thought that all the stuff, you know, including his his body and all his 5,000 wonderful things that they should stay in the museum, that they shouldn't ship it off to, to go on tour. And follow, immediately following the meeting about doing that whole thing. Or not doing it. Yeah. Well, it was about, it was probably going to happen. He was just voicing his opposition. Right, right. Is my take on it. Even though he's the director of antiquities, I'm sure there was some much higher the president or whatever. President, like, no, fuck you, man. Yeah, saying you know how much like, you're gonna no, pay us for this shit. This is ha- this is what's gonna happen. <laughs> so now let's make a plan to do this. Um, but even anyway, his opinion didn't really help much, did it? Uh, obviously not. I mean, one would think the fact that he wanted to keep the stuff in Egypt in the museum would would maybe spare him, but it seemed to uh, do the opposite. In fact. Right after the meeting, immediately after the meeting, he is leaving the fucking building, steps into the road, and is hit by a car and killed instantly. But he looks, and, and there's no cars coming. And then he steps out, and... And bam! Bam. Dead. But you know what? I mean, shit can come out of nowhere sometimes. Shit can come out of nowhere. The sun, maybe he was bright, and he looked, and there was the sun or was in the way. Or you just look, and you see, don't or... see. I feel like I, I've done that a few times, where it's like, I look... But it just doesn't register, you know? Like, right. it had to have been there, but I didn't see it until, like, you know, I'm pulling out. And it's like, oh, shit, where did that fucking car come from right, that right. almost hit me because I was a fucking asshole driver? So you almost hit it, really. Really, yeah. yeah. So maybe that. Maybe that. Maybe that. But maybe then he that. had a, a predecessor, right? Not a predecessor. Didn't it... Oh, no. <laughs> I have problems with be- before, and, before after. and after. It's just, it's hard for me. What do you want? Time is not my strong point. Yes. So, anyways. I'm an (laughs) anti-chronologist. The person who comes after his replacement, um, Dr. Uh, Gamal Mithras. uh, And he was, again, he replaced, so he's like the director of the antiquities at the Egyptian Museum. And this is two years later in 1972. So, finally, 1972 is when they actually get it all together for Tut to go on tour. Get all the logistics worked out. They get all, all the logistics worked out. Probably a schedule and what have yeah, you. Yeah, so right after they get everything worked out um, for Tut and his 5,000 Wonderful Things to go to England, he actually, I think they actually had a press conference about it and they were asking about like the curse of Tut and are you worried or anything no, like that? No, I mean, the guy was bullshit. like, no, it's all bullshit. And, you know, like, and hey, Tut's going to go on tour and it's fucking awesome and whatever. The next night he fucking has a goddamn stroke and dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yes. He put his foot in his mouth. Completely. Although I imagine he probably couldn't move his foot. No. That was happening. No, no, it's true. It's true. 
And there was another guy, a, a guard or a policeman or something, that was guarding one of the museums someplace. I found very little evidence, evidence, evidence of this, just one story, one place. But apparently he suffered a stroke and survived the stroke, but blamed it on the curse. And because so, probably because other people had had strokes or like this guy right, from 1972 right. had a stroke right after. And so he, he tries to blame it on, on King Tut and takes the museum or someone to court and the judge just throws it out. He's like, no, you're... Like, no. You're an asshole. There'll, like, be, hey, there'll be none of that. It was the curse. It would be like you, like in the Mummy movie, um, Benny. Like, Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally. That, that would be Benny. Like, no, oh, it was the curse. That's, it totally that fucked me totally up. That is totally a Benny move. That would totally be a yeah, Benny move. Yeah. 100%. Now, the most recent one I found was a lady named Cheryl Munson. She went with her husband to Egypt on a late honeymoon. And, of course, it went to Tut's Tome. She had been battling cancer. She'd beat cancer, but she had gone through a lot of chemo and all that kind of shit. She had Hodgkin's lymphoma. There you go. Ironically, the same thing that killed Carter. Carter. Mm-hmm. But she had zero immune system. Right. So Chemo will usually do that. You know, chemo yeah. and radiation will just... Knock your white blood cells just right out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ended up dying after getting sick in 1995. She died of a respiratory failure. Now, that sort of brings us to what could actually be doing a lot of these things. Right, which would be a particular fungus. Now, since the tombs are hermetically sealed, and when the pharaohs are dropped in there, they're left with fruit and meat, and they plaster the, the walls up. And I don't know if you've worked with plaster, but you're using water. Yes, and the, you know, fruit and meat, it's like you might get hungry in the afterlife. Exactly, or, that's exactly why. got to have something why. to snack on. So they close it up. There's organic material and water. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of this fungus got into the plaster when they were sealing that shit up. Maybe the plaster wasn't all the way dry either. It was Probably like, wasn't you all know, the way dry. I mean, mummification seems pretty fucking tedious to me. Oh, yeah. And you got to gather all this shit. Like 5,000 fucking things were put in that goddamn tomb. A lot tomb. of fucking things. And it's like, okay, hurry up. Get the fucking wall plasters. Let's get the fuck out of here. Right. We've got, we've got other... We got other shit. We got to seal this motherfucker up, and then we got to, like, carve into stone a bunch of goddamn pictures. Right. Cursing anyone who comes in here. I mean, hieroglyphs. Like, that's that's That's, a fucking work. That's, yeah, there's... Have you seen the shit carved into the stone? I mean... That's why everything was so big there, was because they needed that much space to write shit on. uh Uh-huh. Crazy. So, yeah, they probably left it wet. And once these sorts of things, when fungus, fungi and molds and bacteria, when they, they use oxygen... So after thousands of years in an airtight place, they're going to use up all the oxygen, but it doesn't kill them. They just hibernate. Right. And they become active pretty quickly once oxygen is reintroduced. And they can be very dangerous to those with a compromised immune system. This one particular one that they think that she got, did you did you have the name of it? I do have the name of it, uh, Aspergillus niger. Yes, and that'll drop you pretty quick. Yep. If you have no immune system, immune system yes. Yeah. If you do have an immune system... It's no big deal. It's no big deal. Your body is usually like, fuck you, Aspergillus niger. And that shit's all over the fucking walls in there. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of it, and it's all over the fucking walls. It is walls. all over the walls. Uh, it looks well, like Carter a dirty himself, shower. I think Carter himself like wrote... He thought at first it was like some kind of spat, you know, like part of the paint, and then oh, upon right. examining it, he's like, oh, it's like this fucking mole all over everything. Like, yeah. It's like, ew, mildew. Why don't we have Tylex yet in 1923? Right. So really, that's a pretty good 
I think, it's a good theory, I, mean, I, I think, for what, I mean, people going in there and, you know, they, they couldn't really identify, I mean, I think they had microscopes back in the 20s, but. Even, I mean, I just don't really think that it's a curse, really, at all. You don't think it's a curse I mean, at all? This, the newspapers back there, if they were super into this, so if someone who was on that dig got a fucking splinter they were like holy shit he got a splinter it's the curse it's the curse it's so the they curse. were just they would just lose their minds over every little thing that happened because it sold newspapers and it sold newspapers over the almost the whole globe oh well yeah so, i mean the mummy's curse it's totally like it became its own mythos right and it's just you know sensational and it's just it's just the exact thing that's gonna like really interest people and ca you know even people that don't give a shit about fucking history and well even th during that day people were so into ouija boards and fortune telling and all kinds of weird shit i mean i know it was a bit before but even abraham lincoln was all about mystical stuff right and this just went well, on right abraham lincoln i mean it was like barely you know just like a hundred years outside of like you know, being burned as a witch, if you were into that, like, and then right, suddenly right. it's like, that was like, okay. It was to be in like, vogue, yeah. yeah. Well, and it was, it was huge. People would try all kinds of things. People would do weird uh, photography tricks to try and like catch ectoplasm coming out of people. And there was all kinds of the mediums that would shake the tables or the tables would just shake. Oh, well, and, yeah, because, you know, I mean, throughout time, people are just always going to find some way to scam. And other all people kinds and... of like high profile people were into this shit. Presidents, monarchs, all kinds of people were heavy into this shit. Mm -hmm. Fuck, Mussolini believed all of this shit. I mean, he got rid of the mummy as soon as he heard it was a bad idea. That's so weird. He just has a mummy in the first place. Like, people just fucking had mummies. You know, I read somewhere in, like, the medieval times they would sell mummy, like, ground-up mummy as, oh, like, yeah. a medicine. I don't even think it was medieval times. I think it was late 1800s early 1900s that was what they did with a lot of mummies they found yeah or they would just sell total shit and say it was ground up mummy right they thought it was it wasn't like actual mummy really bad for you probably if it was real <laughs> mummy decomposed human poison because they don't know exactly how they mummified them there is an ingredient they're not sure of they're they've tried to do it how they did it I don't think to actually humans, but to probably other critters, and they haven't been able to recreate it. So there's something in there. Mm -hmm. Some people say it could be radiation, that somehow these tombs are getting irradiated. And like they found something that was. Well, when you take a, a what is it, a, a Geiger counter, mm -hmm. and you go up to one thing, it's like tick, 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 and you put it over a mummy, and it goes crazy. Hmm. So I don't know if that's just due to the fact that it's now decomposing or what. Well, all sorts of, like, weird gas and stuff, like, you know, is expelled off decomposing bodies. Right, so I can I can see how there would be measurable radiation. Maybe not enough to hurt you or I, but mm -hmm. measurable. There's a lot of radiation and a lot of shit that people just don't right. really realize. So, right. like, anytime it, something comes up as having an amount of radiation, like, people go nuts and think, like, oh, it must have come from some, like, crazy pure source of radiation like, no i just microwave it's that just, yeah actually I, I was like just that. on my cell phone <laughs> right right so yeah so i don't i don't know about the the radiation part but um so you really don't think it's a curse at all no i don't think it's a curse hmm. i think if it was a curse carter would have dropped it way faster 
I think it was just people fucking died a lot back then. They didn't have very great medicine. Yeah, well, and, you know, they've done all sorts of statistics that say that, um, you know, like statistically as, as far as how many people were there when it opened, how many people were there and present when uh, they, you know, took the mummy out of the sarcophagus. Right, right. Statistically for how how many of them died within a certain number of years and how many of them actually lived. It was, it actually kind of came out like a little bit better than what, you know, probably statistically they all would have died at anyways. If you're just taking like the, um, the average lifespan of people during that time. What I have here is that there were 58 people present when it was opened and only eight of those people died within 12 years. Okay. So that's, I feel like maybe that's total though. Total. Exa- yeah, because well, I feel like was, I thought I read there was only like 22 no, when the thing 22, was actually opened. 22 people related to the dig died, so they weren't necessarily there. Carnarvon's half-brothers, neither of them were there, I don't believe. I don't think, I don't think so either they, one of them were there. They were just related to it. They are of the 22, but all of the people And then like his personal secretary there, was there, but like his father killed himself. And, and then, you know, there, and then, right. you know, that his, her, his so father's. So it, it was out of the 58 people that were standing around when they actually broke into this motherfucker. Only eight of them died within 12 years. However, 22 total people related to the dig died. Interesting. And God knows how many people actually came in and came out of that dig site. I mean, they had to have a shitload of people moving all that 5,000 items, treasury thingies out. I mean, shit. Oh, yeah, that took a lot of workers. and Oh, yeah, gold's fucking heavy. But you know what? Probably your average Egyptian worker working on some dig site in the 20s, even if they died, that wasn't going to, like, make the news. And I think a lot... That's true. And a you lot know, of these... I mean, just... That that was just the times. Like, yeah, it was dying. it was hugely sensationalized. Obviously, like you said, anyone getting a splinter, it was like the curse of the mummy. But probably some of the workers that probably actually did die. I mean, probably the people like they didn't even notice, you know. Right, right. Like, oh, Abdul didn't come to work today. Like, they're not fucking looking, you know. No, no, they're not overly concerned. Probably they're not overly concerned. So we actually don't know for sure. I mean, there could have been native Egyptians that were in that tomb that could have died under right. weird circumstances, but we just don't know about it and never will know about it. I kind of think it's a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, I think the cur I think for a curse to work, I mean, it doesn't just because just because it's like a mold probably that killed a lot of these people is fungus. Um, that could be part of the curse. That could be part of the, I mean, like a curse doesn't, it doesn't have to be like some sort of like shadowy, fantastical death for it to happen. You know, I think that's the point of the curse is just that you're going to die. Well, so, everyone's going to die. Obviously, everyone's going to die. But what I'm trying to say is that just because you get hit by a car or have a stroke or die of some mold that was in there, that doesn't mean that that wasn't part of a the curse. curse working its cursiness yeah i think that's just like a bullshit catch-all just i mean really yeah you're gonna die if you come in here enough people are gonna go in there you're gonna get some deaths out of it that's true but i think um when it comes to curses the power of the curse depends on the person who invoked the curse and also the person who becomes cursed like you have to 
believe it more that you're going to be cursed in order you have to be like susceptible to it you have to ha think that there's some element of truth to it in right, order for right. it to work because i mean some of these people fucking kill their damn selves that's true because they were terrified that one um that one hugh guy hugh evelyn white right Okay, that was like a total suicide because he was so terrified of that curse. And it was sensationalized, and I don't know. I just think that... I think that things can be cursed, and that, you know, if the person who invokes the curse believes hard enough, and I think some of those ancient Egyptians... I mean, that was some hardcore stuff. When you I'm like sure they believed it then, but... The hieroglyphs, and you, you know, really put a focused energy into it because... I might not believe in like kind of like magic spell, like it's some dark shadow like coming to get them. Right, but I mean, still, what you're what you're calling what you're calling it. I mean, it is magic, is what you're describing. Someone's taking their own power or whatever and putting it into something to affect somebody else. Right, but the kind of magic I believe in is that is we as humans if you take the time can... to carve shit on rocks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you can put a lot of energy into a curse that may sit there for a few thousand years and might get some people that come in there. Maybe people get some blood poisoning because a common thing happens and it kills them just as something common would. I mean, just right. Well, I, just, I mean, common I things happen all the time. I just, I just think that sometimes like when it's so many, when it seems like an, an, an unusually high number of instances relating to one, activity there might be something to it i would be more prone to believe it if in the 1970s it like every museum it went to people were dropping dead at and that's not what happened right because it went all over the world and we found two pretty credible ones and one that may or may not have happened so three and there's all kinds of people handling all this shit so mm-hmm well, this is just one way I think we can agree to disagree. You're yeah, gonna go, yeah. you're gonna go with straight up science. This is like kind of like Baltic Sea anomaly, where you're like convinced it's a crash something, and I'm like, no, that's a fucking rock. Right, right. <laughs> right. It's fine. It's fine. You you can be the skeptic on this one. I am gonna go with I think it was kind of a curse. I think most go. of the most of the supernatural stuff I believe in, I don't really attribute it to like religion and like God, so to speak, and magic this and that but i think that the human mind has a huge capacity for manifesting energy and if you get the right person who can channel it in just the right way like shit can fucking happen see that's the part that bothers me i can believe that a person sees something and because they believe it so much they can affect themselves i just don't believe mm -hmm. that someone else can put something on a stone wall three thousand years ago and affect someone in the at all like it just seems that just seems like bullshit to me yes but i can definitely i can definitely get on board with someone seeing it and right like the, like the power of out. belief and right. and kind of manifesting your own destiny yeah kind of thing but i also think that some people are just maybe a little bit extra special there are lots of extra special people. There are a lot of extra special people, and that maybe those people can actually channel it out onto others. Oh, you mean that kind of special? That kind of special. I was thinking a different kind of special. Yes, I know you were. But... <laughs> well, do you have anything else on Old Toot in Common here, Joanna? Nope. I think that's probably all I have, just that I think, like, mold, stroke, 
car accident, house burning down. Do you think those are all? I think those are all vessels of the curse. I guess. Yes, I think that that it was kind of a cursed tomb and a cursed mummy. You could say. All right. Well. So you know that that's my thought on it. That's your thought on it. I think the curse is real. I believe in the curse of King Judd. She believes. <laughs> Isn't that cute? <laughs> Okay, well, thank you, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Take care now. Do you enjoy the Stranger Than podcast? Please let us know. Rate and comment on iTunes. Check out and like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash strangerthanpodcast, our Twitter at underscore strangerthan, or drop us an email, strangerthanpodcast at gmail.com. That's strangerthanpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. Also, feel free to email us any strange, mysterious, or misunderstood stories or topic suggestions that you'd like to share or hear about.